All right, guys, welcome back to this edition of the Howlin' at the Mic podcast. It's November 16th. It's a little cold out now. Basketball season feels feels a little bit better now, too, with the Timberwolves win the last game against the Cavs. Yes, Everything's fallen back into place, a, l- a little a little more normal than I think it, it was to start the season. But uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of the overreactors are kind of back on the bandwagon now. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to say to them. Yeah, um, it felt great to get a win, especially in typical a typical fashion. Tim Rose win, like just it really was a nostalgic win for all Tim Rose fans. I mean, we built up the huge lead. We go into the fourth quarter, we blow the lead, and then we still happen to win. Everyone's happy going home. You know, I don't know what the hell happened in that game. I'm gonna be honest. Me and Chris were talking about it early. He had a situation where he turned off the TV in the fourth quarter because he thought we won. I had a situation where I dozed off and then I wake up and there's eight seconds left and we're up by four and I'm going, wait a second, what happened? How How is Darius Garland set, have 53 points? And you know, that's what I, I that's that's what I was wondering too when they when, when it showed he had like 49 and then 51 I was like are you kidding me like how how did this happen I knew I knew he had a decent you know first half but I don't know that that a game was a win's a win. A win. A win is a win, and I can't say I watched all of the fourth quarter. I just watched the ending of it when I turned it back on. But that that game seemed very reminiscent of a certain playoff series that the Timberwolves partake, partook in last year. So uh, I don't know. Again, I think it's has a lot to do with just gelling and getting that experience together. I think that's that's how you you know don't allow humongous comebacks like that is when you're comfortable with your teammates. So yeah, I think. Um... I guess since we both openly are admitting not to be watching the uh, the the fall apart in the fourth quarter, I think we should really look at that part of the game when we were playing well, because we 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 were blowing them out. What what were we up by? Like twenty to start the twenty six or something? We were up forty to twenty in the first quarter, right? Didn't we have a yeah, forty we point were quarter? Killing them. So like, I mean, there was a lot we were doing right. There were some possessions, man, where Kyle Anderson was initiating the ball movement, and we looked like. This is some of the best ball movement I have ever seen. Kyle Anderson, wow. I mean, he might he might complain more than Cat, and he might uh, he might miss some layups, but wow, he, he when he's going, he this team looks pretty pretty damn good. Yeah, something else new kind of happened in the previous game. D'Angelo Russell decided to hit some shots. Oh, I, I think mean, that yeah, was that's... that was a revelation. I think to a lot of people, to 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 me especially, I was I was extremely surprised, but. I mean, like, he, he, he wasn't going to be like that all season. We know we've watched D'Angelo Russell a lot. He's either really, really good or he's really bad. Um, and I, there's, I just, I, I believed wholeheartedly there was no way he was going to play that bad the whole season. Like, there's just no way. He's just so it. It just goes to show like how valuable that position is to this team. Like, if D'Angelo Russell's struggling as bad as he was. Um, hopefully he struggles not as much anymore now that he has, has that game under his belt. But I mean, when he's doing bad, this team's doing bad. It's yeah. when and when D'Angelo is hitting shots, the team usually wins. Is the thing like if if D'Angelo has a game where he has over ten assists in the game, I already know we played a really good game because that usually like it, it doesn't happen as much as it should. That's my problem with D'Angelo Russell. I think is like. Why is he only getting? Why is he getting twelve assists when he scores thirty points? Why, when he's not having a good uh, offensive night, why can't he get those twelve assists still? Why does he need to have the offense going? Why does his shot have to be falling for him to get assists? That's just 
something that perplexes me. doesn't make much sense. I guess you could look at multiple places too. I mean, we started off the season in a very, you know, poor shooting slump. So maybe some of those, you know, yeah. 11 or 12 assists were a result of some of that better shooting we saw in the first half. Um, I think the Timberwolves were shooting 60% um, from the three-point line at halftime. So, I mean, that that definitely helps in getting some of those assists. I also thought he just looked a lot more comfortable um, in his role in that game. I think a lot of the, you know, D'Angelo Russell dumb decisions come out of the pick and roll where he takes really tough shots and you, you don't really see too much passing actually in the pick and roll from him. It's usually just a mid-range shot. I think he was getting two different spots on the floor and being a lot more selective in, in the shots he was going to take in the first half. And you, you, as a result of that, I think people had to respect his jumper a little bit more and some lanes opened up for some more passing. So, I mean, D'Angelo needs to, you know, keep being smart with the shot selection and hitting those shots. So, you know, more things do open up. Yeah. I wish that, I guess what I was saying is I just, I really wish, I don't know. I wish it wasn't so damn hard for him to get in it going. Like I wish he, even if he misses his first eight shots, there's, I don't know. I feel like this year it's different than in the past before he could miss 10 shots and then make one and then he'd make his next five. I feel like he hasn't the heat check, the microwave badge might not be as a, as good this year but yeah you're right in the fact that once he starts making his shots everything else opens up like they had to guard the mid-range then the pick and rolls there they got to guard the the roller then cats wide open on the on the back on the pitch back pass and i don't know i just yeah i think the whole team looked a lot better except for one guy anthony edwards he had a horrible game and my question for you chris is has anthony edwards and d'angelo russell ever coincided and played good games together because i can't remember a situation well i think one of the more famous moments of them doing that we were actually at the game in the playing game i think that was one of maybe the only times i've seen them both score 30 in a game but i think i think partially the issue could be from the extremely different play styles those two play with i think they're complete polar opposites in the fact that one is extremely athletic, creates a lot of space, is able to get to the rack, and the other. No, I'm talking about Anthony Edwards, (laughs) but no, I know you got me. Um, But yeah, I mean, D'Lo, it just looks so difficult for him to get a shot. He goes about scoring in a lot of different ways. And I think those two play styles can become a little troublesome at times because of the high usage both of those players need. I think Cat... Cat and Rudy are really good off-ball players. They can they can make plays without the balls and ball in their hand. It's just Ant and D'Lo both need the ball in their hand. It seems like to get their get their due and to impact the game. So I think the idea behind some of these rotations is you see less of those two on the court together, which is why you see a lot more D'Lo Rudy and a lot more you know Cat and Ant. I think it's for for those reasons because I I think Finch knows and the. I'm sure the plus minus, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm sure the plus minus shows it's probably not a very good lineup when those two are on the floor at the same time. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just that's something you can't have. We can't have Anthony Edwards be going quiet and D'Lo. Like, I want to watch back that tape of the playing game and just see what what happened. Like, how how were they both able to to score and both able to be productive? I have a really hot take. I want to run by you quick because while we're on the subject of Anthony Edwards, I think Anthony Edwards 
has regressed from year two to year three. And I don't know if it's, this is not saying he's going to regress overall in his career for this season. He can, you know, he can pick it up real quick and have a positive season. What I'm saying is the play we saw at the end of the last year is not the play we're seeing right now. And whether that's the result of new teammates or whether that's the result of him just not putting the ball in the basket right now, I think everyone can clearly see there's there's something off with him oh, yeah. at the moment. Like attitude-wise too, I think you can see, especially in the interviews and stuff, he's not as, you know, uppity. He's, he's a little more down on himself, it seems like, in some of these. So that's something to watch. I, I, I don't know if that's – hopefully that's not a continued trend throughout the rest of the season as – as this team progresses, but I mean, I think it's unfair to not, you know, say anything about it. I think a lot, a lot of people in our, in our community is, I think us too, a lot of the times give Anthony Edwards a pass because he's 21, but I think, I don't think it's always right to give him a pass, but then berate cat and Delo for not doing their job. Like Ant has a certain job on this team and he's not doing it at the moment to the highest level. So, I mean, I, I think it, deserves mention that he needs to play better no I don't I would say that's not even a hot take at all like he he has not been the same player this year and we've seen flashes we've seen flashes in some games where you're like oh maybe he's making the leap finally like maybe he is a little bit better but um but yeah just overall the consistency has been atrocious um yeah I, I haven't seen that fun loving ant that we all fell in love with over the last couple of years I don't know if he's grown up. I don't know if he's seen too much of the world now. I don't know if he, uh, <laughs> if he's finally realizing that that life's no not all fun and games. I don't know what it is, but some of that magic, some of that magic about Ant is, is not there right now. Maybe he just hates losing. I mean, I mean, <laughs> he's a competitive guy. It's a lot easier to smile and be happy on camera when you're winning and when you're playing good. So yeah, I think I don't know. I think change is hard for everyone. I think. I mean, I think the fact that it's so hard for him to adjust to this Rudy Gobert thing, all this, the new season, I think that is showing in our record. I think when your best player is struggling, obviously your whole team's going to struggle. So I don't know. Yeah, he definitely has regressed from last year. It, so the good games he's had this year, for the most part, like the 30 point games, it, it always seems to start in the first quarter. He's a, he's a it's big the first like, five shots. Yeah, it is. If he scores 15 right out of the gate, you know, it's a good, you know, it's a really good Anthony Edwards game. It's just, if he does not get it going early, he, I I hope it's not mentally checks out, but it's, he's, he is physically removed from the game. It seems like until maybe late in the fourth at times. Well, when, dude, I, uh, I, I don't want to, I have to say that I say this every podcast. I think I know, you know what I'm going to say? Cause mm. I, I say it every time. But it's so true. Go ahead, say it. Anthony Edwards, he needs like a spark plug. He's one of those guys, he doesn't just have it in him, like Michael Jordan, you could say, like that guy in your poster in the background. Oh, wait, no, you can't that guy, that. That, that guy you compared him to. Or- the guy that <laughs> I compared him to is um, he doesn't just he, – he needs like a – he needs someone to yell at him. He needs to like get a block. He needs to get a steal. He needs to hit a three, and then he becomes intense. It's really hard for him unless it's against the Grizzlies – unless it's like a primetime game or a playoff game, then he's locked in from the start. But if it's just a regular season game and he's missing shots, he, he checks out. And, yeah, I wish he could just – I don't know. You hate to see someone's – and this is the same with D'Angelo Russell. This is the same with uh, Anthony Edwards, is when their offense isn't going, nothing's going. Like they are not impacting the game in other ways. 
other great players, if their shot's not falling, they're still getting their assists. They're still getting their rebounds. They're still making everyone better out there. And then their shot comes around because they're still engaged in the game because they're still making plays out there. But when you just completely take yourself out of the game, then it just hurts everyone. It's just the whole team's out of the game then. I mean, yeah, like like you said, the truly great players find a way to impact the game no matter what. Like I, A perfect example is Jokic the other night. He scored like eight points, but guess what? He had like three steals, 14 assists. He was probably one of the big reasons those other guys got it going on the Nuggets is because – when Jokic isn't scoring, he he still has the ability to impact the game, you know, off ball movement wise, passing, playmaking. Like, I need, I, we need a little bit more of that from all these guys, but specifically Ant, if he's going to be, you know, the two, I, there's a lot of, I hate to say this too, but there, there's some of, you know, how Cat will say stuff to the media and then he, it does not translate usually to the next game. Yeah, there's a little bit of that that goes on with Anthony Edwards, especially with the defensive stuff and the and the lapses. I, he always, you know, talks about he wants to be this great defensive player. If he has a bad game where he's, you know, out of the game and getting backdoor cut on and stuff, he says that's not going to happen again. But it, it 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 is happening, and it is best not to make it, you know, a habit here because the third year, the one he's in right now, is is the point where a lot of these players start taking off and becoming real superstars in the league and at the moment anthony edwards i don't think is doing the little things to do that and that's pretty upsetting because i think you know preseason we had extremely big expectations for not only the team but for him in general to kind of lead us to the promise this land was his team of other players this was supposed exactly. to be his team this year he's supposed to be that alpha dog but dude I mean, we got to talk about our guy a little bit because we only talk about him when he's doing bad. But this is Cat's team right now, I think. And I, I think Cat is – this is one of his best seasons. He's just so consistent, man. And there's some sometimes when he gets like a, a smaller guy on him where he just – or no, when he gets a five on him, he can't be stopped. I think there was like a couple of possessions. I don't know who the guy uh, – Lopez was on him. And he – I think he was like – Two straight times, he just went straight to the bucket, got the easiest basket I've ever seen, and then he made a three, and then everything started to open up. He's just electric sometimes when he gets going. Now that now that Cat's got his three point shot going too, I mean, he's he started off the season super cold. I think partially, I think the reason is is he was shooting threes from different spots of the floor than he usually does. I mean, he top of the key, Cat usually doesn't miss, but him having to you know go out to the wing, be in the four and stuff, and shoot from there, I think it takes an in an in game adjustment. So him being able to do that now, I will say, however, the fouling the last three games from him is very reminiscent of the playoff series. But when oh, yeah. he's on the court, you're right. It's it's like the best cat I think I've ever seen yeah. playmaking wise because he's doing a lot of different things that he usually doesn't do. Like he's been pretty people were worrying about him on defense. I don't I don't think that's the issue at all. That I think that was everyone's biggest worry was cat's defense at the four. I would say the bad defense I think has been kind of the perimeter's fault to an extent. I think the perimeter players like Ant Delo aren't doing a good enough job of keeping these guys of, of getting out to shooters fast enough. That's why we give up the most threes in the league and the most wide open threes in the league. I think people need to be less lazy on defense and close out. And I don't, I don't think that's specifically a cat at the four problem. I think that's an effort issue, which we can talk about another time, but yeah, going back to cat, I think he's had a great season so far. I also think Rudy's had a really good season yeah. so far. I he's done I everything Rudy, we've asked him to. 
I think Rudy's just being Rudy, and I think he's actually improved with there's some shots he's been hitting in the low block that I'm like, wow, that, that doesn't actually look like Rudy Gobert. He's, he's doing some post moves. He's having that, some horrible misses though. Yeah, he, he he misses yeah. a we miss a lot of layups as team as a team. We do. And it's really like annoying. But yeah, like he that dude will miss some wide open layups. Uh who else Jaden misses layups a decent amount. Uh Kyle Anderson misses layups. Forbes. Yeah. Whenever Forbes gets in there, he just bricks a few layups. He's he hasn't Forbes been. is gonna he, he's gonna get it going though. I, I think there's some positive life coming out of him a little bit in, in recent yeah. days. I, I think the only player that consistently makes his layups is our backup point guard, Jordan McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah. Um I think we should get into something that is a take uh, I've been hearing. I haven't even been on Timberwolves Twitter, but I've been hearing Uh-oh. this I've been hearing this take and I think we gotta shut it down real quick, Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris Finch on the hot seat. How does that make you feel? And are you uh, in support of these people saying this? Well, I mean, obviously I'm not in support. I, I have been seeing that going around a little bit now that they've lost a couple couple games. And I like, like Doogie said recently, I mean, Chris Finch is not going anywhere. They just signed him to a new, new contract. So, I mean, all you guys that want him fired, he's not going anywhere at least for this season. So I hate, I hate to break it to you. I think I, 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 I would put it a little bit more on the players to show a little bit more effort. And like Delo said today at shoot around to put, you know, put work in on the little things like do the little things right. And these schemes are going to work better and, you know, put you in a better position. If you do all the things I think, like I said earlier, I think hustle is a humongous reason why this team sucks at team defense right now. I mean, we just we give up 116 points per game, and how many of those are wide open threes? It's a lot of them if you if you watch the game. It seems like we give up a three almost every possession. So I think defensive-wise, I think that's effort-based. And I think offensively, I think everyone's learning together. I I do I think Finch has had the best combinations of people on the floor at all times? Probably not. There's been a few games where I think different people played well throughout the game and didn't see the final five minutes. So I think, especially Nas Reed, I think he adjusted to that. I think Nas Reed has been getting a lot of really good minutes, you know, before he just got sick. So I think he's been doing a better job of adjusting on the fly. I think it's, it's, it's the team and the organization as a whole that's adjusting here. And I think you'll see, I think the magic game starting right now forewarning we are recording this during the magic game Classic. i think you'll see you'll see hopefully um this morning you're listening to this that the team is just going to look a lot more fluid as games go on um Payne and i are really set on the 20 game mark for you know making sure this thing isn't a disaster and i think we can even push it to we All-Star were talking about break. before this yeah it's not even going to look perfect until it, it, it won't look be purpose- hum- perfect all year i'm with jim pete no. it's gonna take all year but if we can get it humming after the all-star break, at least semblance of what this team could be, and then bring that into the playoffs with some consistency, I I think you'll see a better team than last year. It's just going to take time. It's not like NBA 2K or Madden where you can just create these teams, go out there, and they play well because you got really talented people. It's 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 about how you all – it's about how your puzzle piece fits in the entire, you know, in the entire thing. So Yeah, I got two points to bring up off of what you just said. Um I think if you're going to put Chris Fitch on the hot seat, then you also have to put Anthony Edwards on the hot seat. I think they're kind of in the same. You also got to put Tim Connolly on the hot seat. Sure. But I think those two guys, um, uh, Finch and Ant, they're both new to the game. 
or I guess Finch is not young. He looks he looks young when he's got that nice quarter zip on and the and the tight pants. He looks young. Um, but I think you got if you're gonna if you're gonna put Chris Finch on the hot seat, he was one of the most loved people in Minneapolis last year. We all loved him because he he brought us back to 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 at least decency. Um, if you're this this quick to putting him on the hot seat after a few bad games, then you got to do the same thing to Anthony Edwards after a few bad games. If you know what I'm saying, I just I don't know. I think just like you said, it's a, everyone's learning here. I also want to you know bring this point to agree with you. There is think about how much inconsistency we've had at the coaching position dating back to when Flip Saunders was coaching this team in the early 2000s. The different coach. Do you? So Chris Finch is widely renowned as a very good coach around the league. Like people voted him as coach of the year last year. I mean, that's how good of a coach he coach he is. He got coach of the year votes and you want to fire him right away. Do you want to go back to the Ryan Saunders days? Yeah. Like I'm sure we got a guy who was teaching classes at Hamlin university in St. Paul, Ryan Saunders, or actually he's not anymore. He was last year. He was teaching classes in at Hamlin university. You, we got, I'm sure he'd love to take the job back. We could get him. It's, it's a case of like, People always think, you know, the grass is greener. Like you just take, you take this guy out. We go get someone else who can just, but like what you want right now, if you're the Timberwolves and what we want, I think is some stabilization. We did, we don't, we, we just made a massive trade. We're trying to rebuild that stabilization we had from last year and do it again this year. So you will, now you want to fire the coach. So now we got to go put that new component in. It's like, I, I, I hate to say it to some of you guys that want quick results, but you probably have to give this experiment four years. Everyone stays in their spots. No one gets fired. Can you make a trade? Yes. But I think big picture wise, if you keep this group together, look, I think it's going to produce some results. But if you, if you blow something, if you blow something up, I, I just, I think you're going to be in the cycle, the Timberwolves cycle. I don't like, this team is relevant right now. Let's not do anything to make them not relevant again. Please. Chris, uh, so I, I came up with an analogy for this team. All right. This team mm-hmm. is like a pomegranate. Oh, God. <laughs> right? The yeah. best fruit. Uh, that is the best fruit there is. It's like a pomegranate. All right. So you get it? It's, it's you know, it's just like this, this red thing that's the shell, the skin. And you, you can hand it to someone and they wouldn't even know what it is. It's just so confusing on the outside, so hard, so ugly almost. And then you cut it open, you peel it, you put it in the in the, the bowl of water, and everything rises to the top except for the seeds that stay at the bottom. You rinse out the top, wash the seeds, and then the seeds are some of the best thing ever. It takes It takes time. It takes time to get to those seeds, and that's what makes those seeds taste even better is that you had to work for them. It wasn't just like an apple. You could just bite into it. It's a pomegranate. You got to work for it. It's this, that's what this team is. It's a pomegranate. It's going to take some peeling back of the skin. It's going to take some cutting open. It's going to take time, but those seeds in a couple months going to be tasting like championships. I like that. I like that analogy. You, you cut, you call me the stack guy. I think you, you got to be the, you got to be the new analogy guy. I'm, I've always that, been the analogy. guy. That's, always, that's your new bit. <laughs> dude, that's, that's always my bit, man. I, it's just the thing. Like, seriously though, like this is like anything we're going to get very uh, philosophical, Chris, but anything that's good takes time. That's just as simple as it is. So it's, it's really going to take time, and that's what's going to make it feel so much better is that we've suffered through all these, all these 
growing pains, all this ugliness. And then you're going to actually look back and like, see, wow, I can see how we got to where we are once we're having success. You know what I think is a good thing for these Timberwolves right now too, is actually is, you know, at the start of the season, I think they were under heavy scrutiny because of all the losses. Right. And I think, Hear me out if I'm completely wrong here, but with the Vikings doing so good right now, you know, eight and one, just beat the Bills. I think this Timberwolves team is under a lot less pressure, a lot less spotlight at the moment to just yeah. go out there and be free and not have to worry about as much criticism right now. I think it's good. I, th- I think the Vikings being good helps this team out, takes a little pressure off them to be the really good team in Minnesota right now. I, th- I think it's a good thing. And I, I think this team just has to keep doing what they're doing, man. Just keep punching at it. I, it's gonna, there's going to be something that makes it all click here in the next, you know, year. It's going to take a while, but it's, yeah. it, something's going to click. Um, I mean, and another thing with the Vikings you're talking about is the Vikings team is a perfect example of how it takes time. Like the Vikings have had so many shitty years, but you could, if you look back at all those years, you can slowly see how they got to where they are right now. Like it was not just like, a thing that just randomly happened over one off season. Like it was something that happened over a couple of years. It took Kirk cousins was one of the most hated people in Minnesota last year. And now everyone loves him. It's so funny just how everyone's opinions can change just based off of a little success. And that's what I'm interested to see with D'Lo is if D'Lo starts having this success consistently and he's consistently given us 20 and 10, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people that have made a living hating D'Angelo Russell and that they've made their they've built their whole character around hating D'Angelo Russell I'd like to see what how that uh how that impacts them and what they're gonna do with their after that yeah I mean it's it's a tough thing like being being a fan I think part of the fun is having some of those you know really quick you know hot take reactions but I think analyzing the game and analyzing the the timeline as a whole I think you have to look at things on, on a more grand scale. Like is one D'Angelo Russell game going to shift my, my view of him? I I loved how he played the other night, but he's got to prove to me he, he can do that, you know, consistently throughout the season. Then I'll, and it's, it's the same with Ant. Like I'm not going to, you know, be too quick on him being really, you know, poor right now. It's, it's an entire season. We got to look at the entire, you know, 82 game slate of work. And then we can judge based upon that. And hopefully, you know, a few games in the playoffs too. So, yeah, bro, I've, I fucking love the Wolves, man. I'm excited. I, uh, I've been busy, man, this whole fall. I think I really haven't had enough time just to sit back, enjoy a Wolves game, get into oh, yeah. it, be excited. I'm, I'm just excited. Fun, man. Yeah, dude. Like, I love the Wolves, man. I always have that's, that's what this whole thing was built off of, man. I mean, just the love for the wolves love for talking about the wolves love for uh love for sports man hey i think the wolves tonight gonna beat the shit out of the magic even though we usually play poorly against the magic beat the shit out of them delo's gonna play well Ant's gonna play well i think it's gonna be a good night i'm excited to go watch it right now after we're uh after all right let's do let's do this right now this will be our last thing we're gonna do guess the score of the game at the moment i no one's looked at their phones no one no one's seen the score well no Um, okay we can do that but i also think we should guess everyone's final stats because then when people listen back tomorrow they could be like all right how insanely wrong are these people yeah so we've been we've been giving you guys a lot of positive reinforcement this episode i'm gonna say they're gonna beat the magic tonight 120 to 92 
120 to 92. Okay. Um, we're gonna we're gonna hold them. They, they don't have they have a lot of players out right now. I think Anthony Edwards is gonna have a pretty good game tonight. 32. Wow, that's a very seven, seven rebounds, five okay. assists. All right. Uh Kat's gonna come in with a nice 23. He's gonna have six rebounds, seven assists. Okay. And then D'Angelo Russell is gonna give us solid contributions. He's gonna give us 18 points on eight assists. Okay, Rudy Gobert. I have no clue. That's not a that's not a bad stat line. Um, I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna say Wolves 132, Magic 117. Okay, still in it. Still a pretty pretty good beating. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cat 30. Okay, 30. Uh, I guess we'll do all the stats. 39, nine rebounds, eight assists. Okay. Good so game a, for Cat. That is a monster game. Damn yeah. near triple double for Cat. Consider, considering Gobert is on the team, that's a monster game with that many rebounds. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe seven rebounds. Okay. Thirty-seven and eight. Ant. I think he's gonna. You know, twenty-five. I'm gonna give Ant twenty-five, four assists. No, twenty-five, six rebounds, four assists. Next episode, we're gonna have to look back on this and yes, see how yeah, wrong that's we why were. I'm writing it down. Uh, and then D'Lo, I'm gonna give him 24 and 11. All right, and so back I'm, to back good games. Yeah, I think he's gonna string it together. I think so. And then I think what he's gonna do is he's been playing down here for so long. He's gonna go up, and then he's gonna go back down to where he should be at that 15 points, eight assist mark. Is right. Last one. What's Ball Ball gonna finish with tonight? Ball Ball, the Twitter account. Yeah, I hate <laughs> that, that guy. guy on Twitter. Kills me, man. <laughs> He's verified. Biggest now. troll ever. He's verified. I know. I know. Also, I know. what do you guys? Should me and Chris break the bank and become verified on Twitter? <laughs> if we could, we kind of cool. We gotta, we gotta start tweeting more to deserve it. But I, I, I would, I'd be down to do it for a month. If this video gets like, if you guys can get us fifty likes, we'll pay for verified Twitter. Fifty likes. Fifty likes. Gotta is get fifty steep. views first. <laughs> Maybe hey, was... we use our podcast is on the up and up, just like the tip. You have to look at the grand scale of things. Yeah, right now we're in a slump in our three year career, or our two year history. Oh, we're but at, we're... at points we were putting up thousands of views, you know, at oh. hundreds. Yeah, we're, we're on doing... the we're on the up. We can't get really any lower than this. This is like when we just started out doing a regular podcast. Oh, our podcast is like D'Angelo. <laughs> However, D'Angelo Russell's doing that's how our podcast is doing. It's it's just inconsistent, but that's right. We're consistent right now. That's all that matters. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Hope the hope the Wolves had a had a big win last night. Um, hope you had a big win last night. Whatever you were doing before you uh, decided to tune into this podcast. Have a great day at work. Have a great day at school. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we're thankful for you. Thankful for thankful for everything. Chris, have a nice uh, rest of your night, my guy. Yes, sir. We'll see.